All right, all right, all right. All right, so some of you guys who don't know, Silas and Kat are away. Uh, they are away celebrating. Hey, guys. We're, they're away celebrating um, Kim's birthday. So you get me tonight. Yay. So what we're going to do is we're going to actually be in the book of Matthew. Uh, it's going to be Matthew 7, 7 to 12. I don't know if anybody wants. Uh, I didn't take out Bibles. I don't know if Silas usually takes out Bibles. Um, or if you guys have the app. Um, but it's chapter 7, 7 through 12. So I'll just read it out loud. Is that okay? You guys good with that? All right. So this one is about ask, seek, knock. So ask it, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. And the one who knocks the door will be opened. Which one of you, if your son asked for bread, would give him a stone? Or if he asked for a fish, you would give him a snake? If you, then thou, you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to, to those who ask him? So in everyone... Do to others what you would have done to you, for this sums up the law and the prophets. Okay, so let me just do a quick little prayer. Um, so thank you, God, for today. Thank you for being a good father and for always giving us what, our, what we need. Maybe not always what we ask for, but what we need. Um, and just thank you for your word today. We pray also in your name. Amen. Okay, so have you guys ever had a moment where you really wanted something like I don't know if it was birthday Christmas um where you really 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 wanted something and either you got it or you didn't get it has that ever happened to anybody yeah what about even like so I remember one time when I was in school I all right I'm gonna totally date myself with this because I wanted Cavaricci pants so bad. So born in the 70s, grew up in the 80s. So I'm an 80s baby, right? So Cavaricci pants. Has anybody ever heard Cavaricci pants before? Are you guys going to look it up and be like, really? That's what she wanted? But it was like totally in. It was totally in. Everybody had them. They were tapered at the top, tapered at the bottom. If you didn't have that, you had the lower pants where you folded over and you rolled it up. It was totally the in thing. And I wanted them so bad. But... My parents being who they are, of course, I didn't get it, right? Um, and I saw all the other kids with them, and I thought, oh, gosh, if I could only get those pants, I would be just as cool as the coolest kids in school, right? Never got them, right? So I would get, like, the knockoffs. You guys ever get a knockoff brand? Yes, thank you. Those are Cavaricci pants. Those were, like, totally the rage. Thank you for looking that up. Awesome. Total the rage in the 80s, I'm telling you. Uh, well, they were really big in the 80s. A lot of 80s fashions come back now. That's what I've noticed. But um, I got the knockoff brand. And then, of course, I didn't feel as cool as the cool kids because, like, they actually would say Cavaricci's on them. And if you had the knockoff brand, it wouldn't say anything on them, right? Um, but looking back now, it's not a big deal, right? Like, I felt really, like, upset during that time. Like, oh, why didn't I get that? Like, that's... Why can't I just be like the in kids, right? They were very expensive too. My parents couldn't afford anything like that. Um, but looking back, that didn't make or break me, right? But in the moment, I felt devastated, right? Like, 
oh my gosh, I'm the only kid not having these, right? Um, but again, it's one of those things where you just, it's something that you want. So looking at this passage, you know, it brought me to that story because I was like thinking about this passage that a lot um, people think that when they read this, if I just ask God for something, he's just going to grant it to me, right? He's just going to give it to me because I want it. He's a good father. He's going to give me what I ask for, right? And that's kind of like the misinterpretation of it. So God is a good father and a good father will say no when it's necessary. A good father will not let certain doors open because maybe those doors that were open or would be open wouldn't be the path for you, wouldn't be the good avenue for you, right? So sometimes when things don't happen, you pray for something. Oh, I wish, this, I, wish I can have this. I wish I can have that. It's like, God, are you even hearing me? Do you even hear what I need? It's like he's, he's hearing, but maybe that's not what he wants for you, right? Um, so, and sometimes that's a hard thing um, to conceptualize, right? Because everybody always says, oh, you ask and you shall receive. Everybody says that all the time. Ask and you shall receive. Ask and you shall receive, right? Um, but there's something to it. Like some of the, um, the, in the passage here, he kind of alludes to, right? So one of the things he says, if, he, um, if a son asks for a fish, would the father give him a snake? Would a good father do that, right? Your son, you guys go out fishing, I really want to catch a fish, and the father goes to give him a snake, right? Or son comes to his father and says, I really need, I really would love to have a piece of bread, and the father gives him a rock, right? Would that be a good father doing something like that? No, right? So some of the things that you might ask and seek might be the snake, might be the rock that you don't see. God sees it, and he might put things in your path to divert you and you might think he's not answering me, but he is answering because he won't give you the snake. He won't give you the rock. He's going to give you the fruit, right? He's going to make sure that you prosper. He's going to make sure that you continue to grow and develop. So those are really, um, it's, a, it's a really good way of like diving deep into it. So what does all this mean? So he doesn't grant us what we wish, right? He's not a genie or a cosmic vending machine, right? Can't just go and take your debit card and, you know, you know like, oh, let me go in, charge in for, you know, God, give me this, give me that. Um, he won't do that. Um, one who gets to define what is good, he's the one that gets to define what is good, not us, right? So God always has our best interests at heart. He's also all-knowing, right? So it's like, again, there could be something that you might be dreaming of or something you guys are working towards. You guys are all in school right now. So you guys are thinking college is the next thing or sports or my goal. You know, I know I'm not really good at sports, so I'm just going to say goal and leave it there. <laughs> um, but maybe a test, an exam. You know, God is going to give you the ability to get through those moments, but he's not going to give you those things. He's going to give you the the characteristics that's going to help you get through those, right? So as you pray, you know, pray for calming, you know, give me the calm and peace to get through this exam so my mind will be fresh, right? He's not going to just feed you the answer. God, what's, what's two plus two? Give me the answer. Like, that's what I mean, right? He's going to give you that calmness to remember or to really think about what you've studied for. So if we ask for things that are not good, right, things that are not in our best interest, He's not going to grant them to us. Um, God only gives his children good things that are in their best interest. 
We may fail to understand the goodness of his gifts, but when we lack this wisdom, we can ask God to give us that, this right, the right perspective, and we can ask in faith, um, and he will give us the wisdom. So that's kind of like breaking it down. The other part of this is the last verse, verse 12, right? So in everything, do to others what you would have done to you. For this sums up the law and the prophets. Do you guys kind of get what he's saying here in this last, oops, in this last line? It's to have, to, to be the light of God, right? As we're walking around, we're, you know, we're, we want to be good Christians. Bless you. We want to be good Christians. We want to show God's love in everything that we do, right? So um, it's kind of like what Silas was saying a couple weeks ago, right? Where... Um, to love all, even your enemies, right? We kind of dived a little bit into that, like loving your enemies. It doesn't, you know, um, I know in, in our small groups too, we kind of dived really deep into that. It doesn't necessarily always mean that you have to like love the person who's your enemy and really like go and try to befriend them. You can love them from afar, right? But not to have those evil thoughts, right? Pray Pray for someone, right? Do something to others that you would want to have done to yourself, right? Be the light of what God, God doesn't want to give bad things to somebody. God doesn't want to do bad things. He's a good father, right? So if we're emulating that, that love of Christ, we're going to be doing the same things to others that we're around, right? And we're going to try, and sometimes it's hard, right? Try to love all even those people who it's hard to love, right? Some people are hard to love, especially, you know, people who you might find annoying, frustrating, maybe someone teases you or picks on you. Um, that's when the lesson like this gets really tough and hard to follow because it's like real life things happening, right? And so that could be a struggle. So, you know, just in every day, think about, you know, what it means when, you're praying for something and you think God's not listening, right? Like I'm praying, I'm praying, I'm praying. You're not there. You're not listening. You're not answering me. Where are you? All right. He is listening, right? It's just maybe what we're trying to listen to hear his response. We're not supposed to be listening that way, right? Opening up our ears on what, what doors have been opened, what things he did give us, right? And so that's a little bit more of a challenge, right? Because we're humans, right? So as you guys all, you know, go through your daily lives, there's things that you might want. There's things that you um, are working towards, right? So some of you guys are working towards the next stage, right? Graduating high school, what does that mean afterwards? Some of you guys are working towards now you're out of middle school and now you're in high school. And so there's a whole new you know, buildings that you're dealing with, friends you're dealing with. There's a lot of changes, right? And so with that, you know, just asking God to be with you and asking God um, to help you through those tough times, um, it kind of changes the way you pray, right? Right? If you're thinking about, like, I ask for this and God doesn't answer, maybe ask, ask the question, why? Right? Instead of saying, are you even there, God? Are you even listening? Maybe, maybe I'm not hearing back the message that I'm supposed to receive. Maybe I'm so, I have such tunnel vision 
and I'm only seeing you not answering, I don't see that you actually are answering me, but you're answering me in a different way, right? Does this make sense to anybody? Is it resonating with everybody? Everybody seems so quiet. Everybody's so quiet. <laughs> trying to do, I'm trying to do good with like Silas does. <laughs> um, so that, yeah, so I, basically what I'm saying here is the challenge um, of this is just thinking about how God is good. How, um, how answering our prayers might look different. How praying might look different now that you know this, right? So like now knowing it's like, oh, you know what? Maybe I've looked at this whole prayer thing a different, you know, the wrong way. Or maybe the way I've been praying. Let me think about this, right? Um, having all that perspective, I think that um, thinking about what God, God's mission is for us, what path he has for us, that's important to hear also because it might be very different than the path we've laid out in our own heads, right? I'm going to do this. I'm going to have this. I'm going to get married at this age. I'm going to have a career at this age. I'm going to have a car. I'm going to have a house. In your head, you've had it all laid out. Like, oh, this is, this is the way my life is going to go. And when it doesn't go that way, right, a lot of times we might stray away from God, right? We might, that might be the times where we might be struggling and going, you know, why are you doing this, right? That might be a question some people, you know, those that are brave enough to admit it, you know, why, why are you allowing all these things to happen, right? It's a, it's a realistic question, right? A lot of people might ask. But maybe God doesn't want you looking at it that way, right? Maybe the way he has your life planned out. He already knows everything. He already knows the path, right? It's the uh, book of Jeremiah, right? Like he knows the path he's laid before you, right? He already knows all of that. So maybe the way you've set your mind of the way your life is going to go and the doors that you want to have open, the windows that you want to have open, God might say, no, because through that door is the snake. Through that door is the rock. And I'm not going to allow you to do that. I'm not going to allow you to pick up that. I'm going to give you the bread. I am going to give you the fish, but not in the way you thought you were going to get it, right? We're going to go a roundabout way of doing it, right? And that's okay. That's okay. And I think it's important to recognize that and not always look at an opportunity that's been missed or something that didn't happen. Don't always look at that as a negative. Look at that as another opportunity of, wait a minute, if that, maybe that wasn't the path for me. Maybe I'm supposed to look at this differently. So, okay, God, I hear you. I'm listening to you. Let me rethink this. Let me, let me just follow your lead. Show me what my next step is, right? And that, that comes with, like, maturity because it's hard to let go, right? When you have a vision in your head of what you want to do and, some of the challenges that you're faced with and you're just like, gosh, God, just get me through this moment or God, just, you know, get me out of this situation. Um, he might have a whole different plan for you and you may not even realize that, but your mind is still stuck on what you think is best, right? But then God is, you know, again, God might say, no, what you think is best in, in your mind, not knowing all that's to come, right? Because hindsight is always twenty twenty. Everybody hear that? Hindsight 2020, right? You look back and go, oh, right. have you ever had that argument with a friend, right? And you're having this argument and the argument's done. And then 
I don't know, an hour later, two hours, maybe even the next day, maybe 10 minutes later and they're gone. I don't know. Do you ever say, oh, if I only said that, oh, I should have said this or, oh, I regret saying that. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. God already knows all of that was going to happen. So all the things that you guys wish that you're having or you pray, pray for from God, God already knows the end game. He already knows the end result. And he's not going to let you walk down a path that's going to be harmful to you. He's always going to leave you down a path that is of goodness because he's a good father, right? And he loves each and every one of us, right? So he's not going to forsake us, right? But again, it just is a matter of pivoting how you pray to God, what you ask for, um, knowing this, right? Knowing the difference, um, have you ever had a friend that um, you're friends with and you had, you've known them for years and then all of a sudden they start friending somebody else and you know, oh, that other crowd, that, that other crowd is not such a good crowd. Have you ever seen that? Right? And you're like, oh, that's a bad influence. I wouldn't do that if I were you. I wouldn't do that. Right? And you feel kind of betrayed. Right? Like, oh, they just kind of left me. Right? And you see it. You see it. Right? You're like, oh, that's really, that's not good for you. And then let's say it plays out and it turns out, yeah, that friendship really wasn't good. That friendship really did, you know, damage some things, you know, maybe damage the friendship that you had, or maybe that person got hurt by the new group that they are hanging out with. And you say, ah, you thought that was a good path, but I saw it. Now think God sees all of it, Right. So something that you might think like, oh, I'm, I'm in this in crowd and I'm hanging out with these people and like, this is all connecting now. God might be like, mm, you weren't supposed to go here. You were supposed to go here, stay here, right? So it, again, thinking about that, like some of the things that you see in your life, some of the examples that you can bring to your own mind. You don't have to say them out loud, but in your own mind, some of the things that you've seen happen and you're like, oh, shoulda, coulda, woulda, shoulda, coulda, woulda. If I only knew, right? Looking back, if I only did that differently, ah, knowing this end game, you know what? I would have went there instead. Ah, how many times you guys play a game and go like, oh, this didn't end well, I didn't win, I should have went that way instead, right? Like all these different things, like just think about it. Like again, God sees all of it. So he sees the end result. He sees everything that's gonna happen. He can't stop you from making bad decisions, right? He can't stop you from doing that. Right? So you might be going down a path and you're praying and you think God's not listening, but God is trying so hard to grab you, right? He, he left all the sheep to go for the one, right? He's trying to grab you. He's trying to bring you back, trying to get you to where you need to be, right? But if we're so focused on, I know what's right for me. I know what's good for me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make my own decisions. I know, I know, I know. God is sitting there going, please, 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 please. I know what's good for you. Just follow my lead. Just follow my lead, right? Again, it's the same thing like with, you know, those friends that you had, you know? As you guys, you know, go through life, you're gonna know that a lot of times friendships are gonna change a lot. I don't have any friends that I had back in elementary school, middle school, high school. I might have a couple college friends that I'm friendly with, um, mostly because of social media. Um, but my friend groups always change. Now, most of my friend groups are the parents of my kids' friends. That's kind of like the way it evolves, right? So things always kind of just change with the times, right? 
New church members come in, you get to know them, they become part of your friend group. So it's always evolving and it's always changing and that's just life. But in the moment, you might feel like this person is the most important person in my life. I, you know, got to have them. I got to hold on to them really tight. And that might be true. They might be really good for you. I don't know. I have no idea, right? God knows that though, right? But in the moment, it, it feels like all or nothing, right? It's kind of like the Cavaricci pants in high school. I was like, if I only had these pants... I would be one of the cool kids. If I only had those pants, I would feel like, yes, I could walk through the school hallways going, yes, I'm cool, right? So not cool in high school. I was so not cool in high school. But, um, but I thought that would have totally made it. But looking back, how ridiculous was that? I look back and I go, that is absolutely ridiculous that I thought a pair of jeans was going to make me cool. I wasn't cool anyway, so it wasn't going to be a pair of jeans that's going to help me out with that. But it didn't matter. I didn't need to be cool. I was loved by God. That's all that mattered, right? But in my high school self, that was hard to come to terms with. Really hard to come to terms with. But God knew that having those pair of jeans wasn't going to make me anybody else Was it going to make me cooler? Was it going to make me, you know, a better person? That wasn't going to be the thing. But again, in my young self, I thought, this is it. So think about how you pray for certain things and how you might think of what you pray for are those Cavaricci jeans. Is that what you're praying about, right? And think about it from that perspective. And if God doesn't listen, what you think he doesn't listen Think about maybe listening a little bit harder, paying attention a little bit harder because maybe he is answering, but we're ignoring his answers, right? How many times have you guys um, may have had an argument with, you know, um, a parent or guardian, sibling, aunt and uncle, and they try to tell you something, try to tell you something, and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like your friend says something and it might be the same exact thing and you'd be like, oh, yeah. And the parent's like, I just said that like 10 minutes ago, right? Well, that's happened in my world. Maybe not in your world, but that's happened in my world where, you know, so it's kind of like that same perspective of like, no, 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 I I would never, I would never give you something that wasn't good for you. I would never do something that's not good for you. I would always want to do everything in my power as a parent myself. I can only speak on my experience. Anything I do for my kids, it's with the best intention. It's with a hundred percent love behind it, Right. And I think how much I love my kids, how much I would do anything for them. And then I think to myself, God loves me significantly more than I could possibly fathom. That just blows my mind. Like someone could love you that much. Like I know my heart bursts with my kids. I can just imagine what God is doing up there with us. Like, holy cow. It's like one of those, one of those like defining moments to really be like, wow, this is, um, it's profound. Think about like the friendships that you have, right? And how much you would do anything for one another, right? Like you would like, hey, you need this? I got you. I got your back. I love you. I'm going to take care of you. You're my best friend. You know, we're going we're gonna to be together. Just think about how you feel about that person and how much you would do for that person. And just think, it's not even a fraction of how God loves you. It's not even a fraction. Like that just blows my mind to even think that, right? Like what? So again, God's not going to give you the stone. God's not going to give you the snake. He's only going to give you what's good for you. And we just have to just know that 
and try our hardest, it's a hard thing to do, but to open our minds, open our ears and open our hearts to actually receive that message, to hear it, right? So we need to ask, we need to seek, and we need to knock, right? We need to knock on the door. Because the door that opens, you might be facing this way, knocking on that door, that's the door that opened, right? But I'm focused looking here, but that's the door that opened. Like, ah, turn around, that's the opportunity I want you to go to, right? So that is God's love for us. Um, Yeah. Does anybody have any questions? All right, let me close in prayer, and then we will go into our small groups. All right. Uh, Thank you, God, for today, for your word, for your wisdom, uh, for being the good father, um, and that we just pray as we go into our small groups that we could just dive a little bit deeper into this message um, and really learn how good you are. Um, And we just thank you for today. We pray all in your name. Amen.